This is Close to Bell, episode 4, a new weekly Doctor Who podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Cloister Bell, a new weekly Doctor Who podcast hosted by me and Liam, where we talk about all things Doctor Who, and currently that being the new series starring the 13th Doctor. So I'll introduce myself, I'm Rob, and this week it's just me. Liam's taken two weeks off travelling, and we'll find out exactly what he's been getting up to when he gets back. In the meantime, I'll talk a little bit about my reaction to the latest Doctor Who episode, Arachnids in the UK. Something, as the title suggests, is perhaps homing in on people's phobias. So maybe it's no coincidence that the week we mention Arachnids in the UK, Liam gets on a plane and leaves the country. So before we talk about the new episode, just a quick reminder that you can check out our previous podcasts where we've discussed our reactions to the other episodes of Series 11. So to do that, all you need to do is head over to cloisterbell.co.uk where you can play them there in the browser or you can click the link that will take you over to SoundCloud and if you're there, make sure to follow us and give some feedback in the comments. So moving on to the episode itself, we're first shown the opening titles which suggests that the pre-title scenes might now be a thing of the past. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think would make for an interesting discussion. Um, that's something I'll bring up with Liam when he gets back. In the opening scene itself, we're shown the spider's point of view, which is kind of cool. And then we're introduced to presumably billionaire hotel owner Robertson, played by Chris North. And I think his inclusion in this story is a strange one. I mean, yes, we do find out his place in this story was that he was unknowingly involved in the development of the giant spiders. But even though he's presented as the bad guy, by the end, I'd assumed he would have kind of reevaluated his own values and redeemed himself. Instead, he just kind of shoots the big spider and goes off having not really changed at all. And he'd shown little desire to want to better himself. Of course, he had the aspiration of becoming president. But as a person, he seemingly doesn't want to be better, perhaps. As we've seen, he's got little compassion or empathy towards others. And this kind of fits into the theme me and Liam were talking about back in the first podcast. About the different parallels between the characters kind of wanting to better themselves. But in this case... It could imply that if someone has no desire um, and makes no effort to become a better person, then ultimately they probably won't change at all. It could be possible that he'll reappear later down the line, maybe having become president or something, which will give the time for his character to develop further, but who knows. One great sequence was the new visuals of the TARDIS and the Vortex, and that's one thing I thought the show had moved beyond by now, We got to see the TARDIS in flight quite a lot in the Davis era, um, but then not so much in the Matt Smith era that I can remember. 
and I am probably wrong, but I can't recall seeing the Vortex in Capaldi's time at all. But again, I thought it was really cool this time round, and I hope we get to see more of that. Ryan, Yaz and Graham finally return home, which they seem pretty happy about. But what's more interesting here is the Doctor's reaction to them leaving her behind. So she clearly doesn't want to be left alone, and she makes less effort to conceal that fact than she has done in the past, I think. Which probably tells us a lot about how she's changed as a character by now. And if she's more open, then it might make her intentions or her feelings less of a mystery than they were in the past. Now with Graham returning home, he's clearly feeling the reality of being home. Which shows that the past few weeks have been more than just an escape from normal life. They've been an escape from the grief and emptiness back home. So when he makes the decision to keep travelling, it feels like an important step for him. And he accepts that he's moving forward with his life, but in a more positive way. Although deep down he probably does know that he's going to have to return home someday and face up to that again. Of course, Ryan received that letter from his dad. This could lead to a future episode, or maybe it's just... Or maybe it was just placed into the plot um, as a step forward in the Ryan Graham story. Um, As Ryan had a negative reaction to his dad stating that he was his real family. But again, um, Ryan and Graham didn't have a chance to follow up on this. So moving on to Yasmin. This story seemed to have the intention initially of making it a Yasmin-centric story. And while the personal and emotional element was there, with her family being introduced, I don't think it delivered enough of what we've really been wanting to see done with her character, which is something that gives her more of a purpose in the show, and what shows off more of her strengths. I know there are plenty more episodes to come um, that could do that, but I feel this could have been a good opportunity to let her take centre stage. Now, with the spiders, they were definitely creepy, and yeah, it was pretty horrific with them wrapping up the bodies of their victims, but I don't think it was touched upon enough. Me, personally, uh, I don't think there was enough scary moments in this story, so I'll be interested to hear what everyone else thinks about that. Now, with the explanation of the spiders, while I'm happy with the spiders having a terrestrial origin, rather than an alien one. I think the circumstances of them being the way they were was perhaps a bit cliche. Experiments in a lab and toxic waste, it obviously shares similarities with the Green Death. But I would have preferred it if they'd maybe been naturally that large. I don't know. If perhaps they'd been awoken from the coal mines beneath the hotel. As we move to the final confrontation with the big spider, It wasn't how I imagined we all thought it would turn out, as the focus was shifted directly back to the characters that were faced with this dilemma um, that the spider was suffering. And even earlier on throughout the story, the Doctor has been respectful of the spider's natural behaviour rather than being overly judgmental um, over the deaths they'd been responsible for. So perhaps her response to the whole situation fits exactly in with who the Doctor is, perhaps. 
that she accepts this is just their natural behaviour. So by the end of the episode, I'm left wondering, was it perhaps a bit anticlimactic? And what ultimately was the point in Krithnoff's character, Robertson? And there are a few other points um, that I might think of discussing about, but I'll wait till Liam returns to hosting the podcast and I'll bring them up with him. Oh, and one other thing that got me thinking about the episode, when they were in the panic room, the talk of using it to trap the spiders, and that reminded me of Alien 3. In the theatrical cut of that film, they plan on trapping the alien in this impenetrable storage room, but ultimately that doesn't happen. Interestingly though, if you watch this special edition of Alien 3, um, you see in originally unused scenes, they do trap the alien for a short while, and this is all part of the character Golic's narrative, played by Paul McGann in that film. I don't know whether or not this inspired the panic room scene, but it's definitely what sprung to my mind. Well, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week, and then the week after, we can expect Liam back hosting the podcast weekly, and hopefully he can offer a bit more of his insight into arachnids in the UK. Thanks again. Take care.